0: Happy Friday and welcome to the Guernsey Daily, I'm Oli Giu.
1: And I'm Rob Byrne, we're building up to Guernsey's election in under three weeks' time by bringing you candidate interviews and daily updates.
0: We're hoping to be as local as Deputy Barry Paint.
1: Yeah, he told uh, Boris Johnson he can't rule us, and that was to do with that fishing dispute we talked about yesterday.
0: Well indeed, and we're still hoping to reel in more of the candidates Uh... you want to hear from, Uh, more on that later.
1: And remember, unlike Guernsey's electric car charging points, we're completely free.
0: What an incentive. (laughs) Coming up, you'll hear from Josh Maxoni. Another young, first-time candidate who's part of the Partnership of Independence, he wants to see more diversity in the next state's assembly.
2: For the states to be a good representation and a good group of people to help you know, run the island in the correct way, they should, it should be made up of a good, a good representative demographic of the, of the people living over here.
1: More from Josh later, and coming up after his interview, we'll be looking at those manifestos again. Uh, we've come up with a new game after I think Ollie, you're probably getting a bit sick of manifesto bingo.
0: Yeah, after round two's uh, disappointing performance, uh, mauling you know, after like the confident, the confidence I had in round one, uh, and the epic disappointment, I'm feeling a little deflated. So I'm ready for something new. Uh, but first, now that we've got the Guernsey Daily up and running, we thought it would be good to get your thoughts on who you think we should be interviewing in upcoming
1: episodes. So Ollie and I, believe it or not, both actually have other jobs. Uh, so it's not really practical for us to interview all 118 of the candidates. And I say 118 because Rick Lowe sadly uh, pulled out. Um, we hope you get better soon, Rick. Um, So although we've invited them all to participate by sending in audio manifestos or asking them if they want to be interviewed, uh, we thought it would be a good idea to get your thoughts on who should appear as guests on the podcast from now on. So I ventured into sunny St. Peterport on what turned out to be a bit of a noisy Thursday morning to ask people who they wanted to hear from. Is there anyone in particular you really love to hear interviews I don't want to hear anything from
0: <laughs> I'd like to hear from Lindsay to summary and I'd like to hear what she thinks we should be um, targeting and looking to achieve over the next four years in terms of sustainability and uh, Guernsey as a very green and pleasant island Josh Maxoni
1: yes because okay. I, I think I'm going to vote for him and I'd like to hear him interviewed because I think he's young and he's got a fresh pair of eyes and it'd be great to hear yeah any of the old guard you'd like to hear that She's uh, saying no. <laughs> Any of the old some, fresh blood. What, some of the returning ones have, have missed a couple. Perhaps get something like Ivan Rehoy. That'd be interesting to see. Thank you. I'll leave you with that. <laughs> We've got, obviously got BBC Guernsey's former uh, broadcaster Simon Fairclough. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what he's got to bring to the party. Uh, but I'm 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 still waiting for the the uh, tome of manifestos to hit my. A doormat, I haven't received that yet, um, but uh, will you read everyone? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I need a few glasses of wine to get through them all, but uh, I'll certainly give it a crack. Anyone well, in particular? To hear from all of them, really, at this stage. It's one hundred and eighteen. It's a bit yeah. Well, I'm going to go online and uh, hear what they have to say on, online. Watch their videos. Yeah. Just some views on a Thursday morning in St. Peterport. I uh, just want to put a shout out to the bloke who whispered Mister Breo in my ear too. He didn't want to do it on the microphone.
0: Oh, it's like. Uh, it's kind of sensual almost uh, it what, felt um, very
1: sensual yeah although he was there with a woman who i believe to be his wife i don't think he intended it to be not so sensual
0: after all so um <laughs> we want to know who you want to hear from on the podcast so we created a facebook poll which we'll uh, put a link in the show notes to and on our twitter feed as well and you'll be able to find it in the guernsey people have your say facebook group
1: yeah please do get involved um we'd love to hear from you Next up is Josh Maxoni. He might be familiar to you as he was involved in the local Black Lives Matter Solidarity event earlier this summer. He's now turning his attention to getting elected. Welcome to the Guernsey Daily. You're a name that perhaps people won't have heard of. Just tell us a little bit about you and how you have decided to get into Guernsey politics.
2: Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Josh McCerny. Uh, I've been living in Guernsey for 18 years. I moved here when I was five, uh, went through like the grammar school, and then I've just come back from uni uh, doing creative writing degree in Bournemouth. As soon as I got back, I started emailing deputies about sorting out the whole uh, anti discrimination uh, legislation that we still, it's, it's ongoing at the moment, but the proposal has passed uh, and kind of inadvertently started a campaign group called Guernsey Against Discrimination.
1: Inadvertently?
2: Uh, well, yeah, I didn't mean to do it at all. Um, I accidentally just, I, I kind of just was messing around people uh, and we we basically just decided, right, let's start group chat on WhatsApp and let's start trying to promote people, like emailing their deputies, getting the, all the information out there to all of basically the youth and getting that young power kind of on the go. And then within a couple of days, we, we had a logo and a name, uh, radio interviews, and so we just kind of ended up fighting uh, well, spent the whole, whole summer fighting for this anti-discrimination stuff. And then through that, I ended up speaking at the Black Lives Matter protest. Uh, and that's where I met Gavin and Emily McSwiggan, who both kind of pushed me in the direction of maybe you should think about running for deputy. And then from there, I kind of just accepted that when I when I think about what I want for the island and how I think the island needs to be run, it needs people like me who actually do care and actually... Are ready to step up, and so I figured that I really ought to do it for my for myself
0: more than anything. Did you have any sort of political uh, past, or did you have any interest in politics in the lead up to that?
2: Um, not massively, to be honest. It was really what happened was uh, I was finishing off my dissertation um, at uni, and I saw I, I saw an article that was saying that we have no discrimination legislation here, and I kind of started researching into that. And, and realize that, okay, this isn't actually correct. Like we actually don't have the legislation. So when I came, it was, when I came back, I was like, I've got to do something. Two weeks, I've got to stay inside. I can't really do anything. You know, I can't enjoy the summer, but what I can do is start campaigning and start trying to actually make a change here because it just, it's ridiculous having, you know, having legislation here that is behind pretty much everywhere else in the world is just kind of shocking and upsetting to me. And so. When it comes to like political past and like in, the, in that same vein, it's like I always have these ideas and like, but I believe that things need to change. I always have done, but I haven't done anything about it until recently. And it was that uh, was when I came back and I thought I've got there isn't anything else I can be doing right now. I care about this passionately. I'm going to start actually using my time productively, use the skills I've developed through uni to try and generally become a bit more of a, <laughs> a useful person for my own benefit, as well as like the benefit of those around me and yeah from from there i realized how much you can do and then, and not to say that it's just me by any means it's like there's hundreds of people who've been working on this and done amazing work but the fact that i could actually play a role and move help move things forward that's really when i realized that actually get like, you know being political has its benefits in a way that up until then i really just didn't see i guess
1: and josh why do you care so much about a discrimination personally Um,
2: For me, it's like, I mean, it's, uh, I'm mixed race. My dad is uh, Zimbabwean, my mum is English. And so I've always faced like discrimination to lesser and greater extents here. But what that's really taught me growing up is that, you know, discriminating against people and experiencing that discrimination, it's not really good for anyone. Like once you'll kind of have it stuck in your mind that you are better, you're worse than anyone else, you end up like with society kind of falling apart in a way to me. I think that people forget that actually we're all kind of on one team here and we need to like work together. I think that in a major way, I think that it's a really important thing for everyone to feel like they're part of their community before a community can really feel like they're, you know, like it's actually progressing forwards. Like seeing it was the the thing that really obviously recently that's kicked it all off with the George Floyd's murder and stuff that became – that was when I I realized, particularly seeing what was going on in England. That's when I realized how easy it is for people to have these discriminatory points of view and have them be completely hidden, kind of in plain sight. And so I've I think that 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 was that was really when it it kicked off for me as like something has to be done uh, because people are people are out there believing that they're not you know they're not discriminatory they're not racist whatever whatever it is whatever group it could be like. But in reality, people don't know when they're just making these like little mistakes that are coming down and and ruining other people's lives, to be honest, and like making it so much harder for other people just to live. And I think that when I got back here and I saw that we didn't have that protection for people, but we did have uh, this kind of general acceptance, particularly within uh, the young people that I spoke to anyway, that we shouldn't have, you know, we shouldn't be discriminating against um, other people. I think, I guess what really like aligned for me there was that we can't have two separate views in terms of this is what we believe and this is how our law works. And I think that that's where that's where it really became important for the legislation.
0: Do you think that um, obviously the the issue of um, discrimination is, is particularly bad in places like the US? There are obviously issues in the UK as well. In Guernsey, given that it's such a close lit. Small local community. Uh, do you think there are going to be people out there who argue that the issue of d- discrimination isn't as big in the island, and perhaps doesn't need the the level of focus that you're hoping to give it if you are to be elected in the uh, in the next elections? Um, I mean,
2: people have said I've I've read a lot of people saying that discrimination doesn't happen here. There's there's a lot of arguments um, that people make anyway, saying that Guernsey doesn't have the discrimination or enough discrimination to make it necessary um which which is firstly like not true actually a lot of discrimination does happen here i've heard about some pretty terrible hate crimes like actually recently and a big part about it actually is discrimination is a lot different to it's not just one thing it's not just you know using um racial slurs or attacking people based on their sexuality or something anything like that it, it it's discriminating against people in the workplace in service industries and everything it could be really you know, it can be really easy to not notice it is
1: happening. Mm. And and just following on from Old's question there, I mean, you, you talked about examples of other experiencing other people experiencing discrimination in Guernsey. Have you ever personally experienced discrimination?
2: Um Yeah, I definitely have. Um it's uh, it's it's not something I really like hold on to, if I'm honest. Mm. Uh like there's for the most part it's been less offensive things like um, like mo- like minor things like people just touch it touching my hair when I was younger um, I don't really have any now uh, <laughs> but when I was younger I used to have like afro or dreadlocks people just without you know without consent touching touch your hair which never really bothered me but it is a, a form of kind of exoticism and it's just a bit it's just unnecessary but um, yeah, no, I definitely have experienced a few things here and there where it's it's not the, you know they they do upset me but at the same time I try not like I said I try not to like hold on to them and dwell on them too much because I, I think as well here we have the reason they happen and, and I think the reason they happen here is that people aren't exposed to diversity as much as they would be other in other places like England and so I don't necessarily hold it against people for not realizing where they're kind of stepping out of line but I do think now that we are aware that there's a problem it's time for you know it's time for us to start Trying to fix it as a community,
1: yeah, and that lack of diversity uh, has often been a criticism uh, in the States Chamber as well. How much of an issue do you think that is?
2: I think it's a massive issue, actually. I think that ultimately, for for the States to be a good representation and a good group of people to help run the island the correct way, they should it should be made up of a good a good representative demographic of the of the people living over here. Like, uh, I can't remember exactly how many. Women there are in the States uh, or have been in the last state Assembly, but it definitely ought to be closer to 50 percent because we need ultimately it, it's it doesn't make sense to have people who haven't experienced or like for the most part haven't experienced certain parts of life arguing about how or debating how that should work. I think that it really is important to get that representation in there. It's the same about the with the age um, representation in the States. It tends to be old, older people. And I, I don't have a problem with that. And I think experience is a really useful thing. But I do think that at the same time, there is definitely something to be said about representing the youth and getting and getting young people to be there to represent the youth. Because I don't think it's, while you can still, you can sympathize with people's, uh, the way that people are and the way that they've lived, it's really difficult to actually associate once you've separated from that kind of part of your life in such a I guess such dramatic way like once you've once you've got a family a house kids you've had several careers I think it's really hard to you know fully sympathize with what it's like to be a kid at, at you know the grammar school finding out their school is, only, is going to exist or isn't going to exist for the next few years and I think that's I think that's something we've really been missing for a long time that I hope I'll be able to bring.
1: I wanted to know, Josh, what attracted you to joining the Guernsey Partnership of Independence?
2: The big thing for me with the partnership actually was the, the whole pledge itself. Um, the idea of actually putting down on paper, I know that there are like a certain, there are these certain values that it's it says on like like.gg that all of the deputies are meant to uphold. But I think it was the pledge was the big thing for me because actually having to sign something and and everyone else having to sign something um, about how they're going to behave and how they're going to maintain their values uh, is a really, it it generally just locks people into that accountability so much more than just kind of like, I've been voted in, so I will be upholding this. I think that's a really important thing. So that was like the big, the, the big kind of step that was like, okay, this is something I can, I can, I can get behind
1: yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of people get the the principles behind it, but I've seen sort of critics point out that, well, actually, the sort of things you're subscribing to, to sort of decisive, effective, efficient government, the well being of all islanders, Sorry, I'm just reading them now, protecting and enhancing the environment, leading the island to economic recovery after the pandemic, these are all pretty sort of common. Things that I think most candidates would would aspire to or would uh, sort of agree with but because you don't vote on block as you say there's no whip you're not actually necessarily helping the voter
2: I think I mean it, I, I guess that really depends on the voter and how they how they kind of perceive it all because I think that in many ways it does like I for me it's it it's it shown me that, like and having spent um a good deal of time like with the different members and speaking to them and stuff is that it's, it's it helps with like trust I think uh, personally like I can understand how it doesn't make it easier on the basis of right you vote for these people and these values are gonna oh like these actions are going to come through we're gonna yeah. you know do X or Y but I do think that it it's really that. The idea that people are willing to work together and not going to let the outcomes of that come between or get in the way of them working together in the future.
1: You talked earlier about bringing, uh, you know, you're a you're a mixed race young Guernseyman with a fresh perspective and coming at issues from from a very different viewpoint to many established politicians. Did you worry at all about being sort of lumped in with the old guard by joining up with them?
2: No particularly because I think it, like from my point of view is like, I have a lot of respect for them. They have a lot of experience, but that doesn't, I, I like, and I can understand people thinking that, well, i are just going to, you know, do what they want to do. And I have heard things like, Oh, it's Gavin's yes, men." And these kind of, you know, saying, it's, it's the same kind of narratives I've been hearing over and over again. But um, ultimately for me, that these are a group of people I've agreed to work with and, and hopefully have good productive um, debates with and also tap into like their experience, understand where they stand on things and really learn from them rather than, you know, I I don't think that there's any, because I mean, it's, if you, I mean, just looking at the group, it's really quite difficult to be like, oh, that's, they all stand for this. They all stand for that. So I think there isn't really any of that worry for me of that I'll be, you know, considered, you know, just one, uh, one of them, like a, you know, a young, a younger version of an older group of people.
0: Was there a savviness to, to joining as well as, as a new candidate to be able to ally yourself with well-known names? You know, it gives you that, it gives you maybe perhaps a bit of a leg up that you wouldn't otherwise have. Uh, well,
2: I mean, it definitely does have that benefit. I can't, like, pretend that it doesn't.
0: I and mean, I think that
2: ultimately that should be, that's going to be a benefit to me. But I think a lot of it, to be honest, was to do with confidence in the, it's simply in the idea of, like, I know now that I have a group of people that I can go to, if I'm just, you know, I just, I want to ask some questions about how things, how, you know, things in the States work or or anything really. As I know, I now, like through this process of election, it's really given me a lot of support in that way. And I think that it's support that's in a genuine, uh, in a genuine manner that indicates to me that I'm going to be able to continue getting that support because I think it's going to, because from what I've spoken, like from who I, from all the people I've spoken to it's starting out as a deputy isn't isn't easy and there's not a lot of guidance given but the more than more than the, the benefit of like oh yeah I'm with these people that you already know about um, it, it's that I you know I know that they know what they're doing and that's gonna that really is gonna benefit me if I'm to be elected to actually be as effective as possible and because like, that's what we need really and that's why I think every deputy ought to be looking to do is trying to be the most effective deputy for the island, not just, you know, get elected. So I'm elected. That's not, no, it's never really my plan. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it, it. it's a kind of, it's kind of a scary prospect increasing the chance of being elected in some, in some regards, because it's, it's, you know, it's a big deal to deal with, but it does make me feel a lot more confident that I'm going to be able to have the support where I, if, if I
1: need it, how are you approaching this? Is uh, you sound like you're kind of hoping for the best?
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm. Uh, that's kind of where, like, how I am as a as a person. To be honest, uh, I'm not. I mean, I, I like. I'm hoping that that people will, you know, read my manifesto, uh, listen to things like this, and get to know me and decide that I am someone they want to represent me. Uh, want to represent them? Sorry, uh, and like, because I do. I am really approaching this from the point of view is like i don't have a lot of interests to be you know to worry about like, i don't have a house i don't have a lot of money or anything all i've really got is that i'm I, i've got a, a like a, a morality that i would want to uphold and hopefully promote like good genuine positive change in guernsey
0: yeah i was i was just going to say in terms of um the the support that you mentioned being kind kind of invaluable in terms of you being part of the the, the party um and and you are obviously uh, a, a young candidate. Are you kind of across the history of Guernsey politics in in enough detail to know the past, know the history, and know how to move forward? Or are you are you sort of willing to learn as you go along? I'd certainly say
2: that I've got a good deal to learn, and I'm I am working on it at the moment. Uh, I'm not completely versed on everything uh, that's ever happened and there's still things that like I still pick things up most weeks just from conversations I'm having with people. But um, yeah, no, I'm very prepared to learn as much as I can as quickly as I can really. Uh, I think it obviously is important to know the history as well, but also at the same time, I do think there's, I probably know more about politics and ethics and things that have, that are kind of based outside of Guernsey that I think are worth modeling on than I do about, what's necessarily happened here in the past but um as you say i'd like to i am very willing to learn as i go uh, as much as i can
0: and with that in mind all of the uh, the stuff that you've seen outside of guernsey are there any um, particular uh, outside of sort of discrimination are there any other particular uh, avenues you're you're looking to pursue in terms of making that change that you're after yeah, so some big ones like uh, a big one for me is really pro- um, promoting uh,
2: social prescription for and really working on preventative methods for mental health uh, rather than looking at cures and because what generally I think that we just have a bit of an issue here with the mental health service that we're we just have a, a huge huge inundation of mental health problems that are aren't being dealt with and or aren't being dealt with correctly just because there aren't the resources. And I think that looking at uh, various countries, like I think Sweden, I believe, um, has got a really good, like, strong focus on, like, social prescription. And it's all about, uh, for me, it's so much more important and, or or rather, so much more helpful to get people um, going and socialising with each other and doing these structured activities that build them towards... You know being more part of a community and part of living a life being a human is there as we're meant to uh, I think that's that's way more beneficial than necessarily just ensuring that everyone can go to a therapist later on once their the problems become too bad and they end up getting referrals and I think that's what you know that's something that I'm really really hoping to to work on if i uh if I do get elected
1: yeah, I just wanted to ask um I watched uh Deputy St-Pierre's endorsement of you on Twitter and he described you as passionate but without being idealistic. I wonder what you made of that.
2: Yeah yeah I think it's I mean I think it's quite accurate uh, I'd say. You're um, not idealistic? I am very passionate. Well not too idealistic I suppose like I ha- I have I, but I, I guess it's more that I'm not I'm not gonna get <laughs> you know I'm not gonna be too too driven for one particular goal if it's not the one that's going to work out, if that makes sense. There's not like it, it's, it's, it's good to be
1: pragmatic.
2: Yeah. Pragmatic. That's a, that's a good word for it. Yeah. I think that that's it. I don't think it's, I think if you're too, if you're too one track, sometimes you can be, it can be more of a detriment than it can be a help. Yeah, no, I do definitely. I am. I I feel like I am idealistic to an extent, but I, I don't, not in a way that I think gets in, gets in the way of,
1: of too much. A couple of things we should point out. Guernsey does already have some form of protection against sex discrimination under current employment law and some of the police officers involved in the death of George Floyd face murder charges in March.
0: Josh Maxone there. Now uh, it's time for me to have my election knowledge tested again. I'm just hoping I don't embarrass myself as much as I did in the last time uh, we did Manifesto Bingo. But this is slightly different. This is a bit of a true or false round. Uh, Rob, please say you, you've been kind to me.
1: Uh, well, I mean, it kind of really depends on the strength of my acting for the things that aren't true. So it's really more of a test of... Well, it's as much of a test of me as it is of you, this. So, yeah, I mean, basically the idea is I'm going to get into the character of an election candidate. I'm going to mould into them. And you've got to decide whether what I'm saying is true or false. And, you is know, Is there going to be some
0: voice acting?
1: Uh, no, I'm so good at that, it would just give it away. So, no. <laughs> of course. Um. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I want you to, you can you know, you can follow up with some questions. You can probe uh, what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, I've got to kind of, um, yeah, provide a bit of rationale, I guess, behind whatever uh, policy I'm unveiling. Um, so the first candidate, I'm quite passionate about the sea, and I'd quite like to start up an octopus farm.
0: A- an octopus farm? Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean... It does seem false. That sounds false. But I just feel like you wouldn't have made that up. Or, well, you can or farm all sorts
1: of, of seafood these days. Why not octopus? It's it's recovering in local waters. They, they they were not in the 1960s, but they're actually just making a comeback now. They've been caught in, in numbers that people haven't seen for decades. And, you know, they're very expensive. I don't know if you ever had octopus in Spain or somewhere. It's delicious. It's a delicacy.
0: It it sound I've never had it and it's purely because it looks and sounds disgusting to me. But I'm gonna You're say You're missing
1: out. You're missing out, mate.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say that one was that I think that's true. I think that's true.
1: Wrong. <laughs> it's false. <laughs> no
0: <laughs> I just thought it was so far fetched there's no way you came up with that. No offence, but that's you know that that's that's special. You have a special mind
1: rob. Thank you. Uh, Okay, so um, number two. I'm a local candidate, and I really want the media to move away from this idea of, like, judgment and blame. I just want them to be more compassionate.
0: That definitely sounds like a truthful statement, and you can sort of see why. I'm going to go with true for that.
1: It is, yes. It's our interviewee on Thursday, Lucia Faith. Um, Right, the third one. So... I'm a candidate standing for election. Um, here's a bright idea that I have. I think that the model yacht pond should be frozen over at Christmas and used as an ice skating rink.
0: Now, I'm, I've am i suggested this before um, to my wife.
1: What a great idea. It's... I didn't realise that. I thought that was original.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this is what I was going to say. I'm pretty sure everybody has suggested that at one stage to their mates, um, sort of in passing, never really given it any thought. If it is in a manifesto, though, that that's going to surprise me. Um, but I, I do think that is something someone would say, so I'm going to say true. is false. No, I believe everything you say, Rob, clearly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a pattern emerging here. Well, I say it's false, I have to admit, um, and listeners can correct me if I'm wrong on this, because I've not read... Every word of every manifesto. What? Uh, but that's... Yeah, I mean, I figured the octopus farm thing was safe. Um, but as you say, that if it's an idea that's been floating around, I could be wrong, but I'm uh, 95% sure that that is false. Uh, we'll have a recount if uh, anyone can correct us on that. So that's number three. Number four, um, you know what I think Guernsey really needs? It's a heated indoor water park. Um oh. You know, we could also get like a traditional arcade, a trampoline park, an adventure park. We could, you know, we could do all sorts. We could get um, a, an indoor skate park there as well for bikes and trail park. You know, there's just so much potential. That
0: sounds great, actually. That sounds like a really yeah. cool idea. Oh, no, I'm I'm in real danger of saying everything's true, um, but I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to call that as a true.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, It's uh, on the manifesto of Craig Bogorff. Right, listen, um final final one in true or false. I'd like to turn the Odeon into a multi story car park.
0: That has been mooted before, hasn't has it not? Um, I think
1: it has, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it could revitalise town. Think of all the extra people that will be coming in, um, you know, extra footfall. Uh also, you know, people say, Ah, oh, this isn't really a green measure, but actually if people can find a space quicker, they're not going to be driving around all the time in circles trying to find them. So actually they might use less petrol.
0: Again, yeah? another great idea, just like freezing over the model yacht pond and just like the octopus <laughs> farm. <laughs> but because I'm glad you... you've included the
1: octopus farm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like octopus. I'm, that's not to say other people don't. I think it's a cracking idea. Rob, you should run uh, for, uh, to, to be a politician. Um I am going to say, though, because you pushed that one a little too hard, it sounded like your idea. I'm going to say that's false.
1: No, it's true. Oh,
0: God. I'm so annoyed. OK,
1: who said that? (laughs) Uh, The candidate is Neil Cave, who is a first-timer.
0: Well, I think they're all cracking ideas, to be honest. Um, (laughs) It's just a shame I think everything is a cracking idea. Thank you, Rob. Uh, I think... Although I didn't do so well, I didn't do as well as the first round of Manifesto Bingo, I still feel like, uh, I still feel like a winner today. Uh, and thank you for, for listening. I hope you were playing along at home. Our second set of uh, audio manifestos is available for you to listen to. You can find it in the same place you found this episode of the Guernsey Daily. And remember, the full list of candidates is available on election2020.gg.
1: If you want to get in touch with the show, you can find us on Twitter at Guernsey Daily or you can email us at theguernseydaily at gmail.com. You can also hear us on Guernsey Community Radio, who we're proud to be partnered with.